0: Welcome back to Off the Dome. We have a special episode today with a guest, Franz Wagner, one of the best basketball players at Michigan this decade. This is an odd episode because, unfortunately, not everything is off the dome, but with a special guest, we felt that we just had to share it with you. There are also some other guests on the episode that I'm unaware of the names of, but I'm sure they have very insightful
1: thoughts and comments for you. Let's get into the interviews. Alright, thank you for joining us. Uh, with us today we have uh, Stacey Varejo. Stacey is a well-rounded resume in athletics. She was a former student-athlete on an academic scholarship, a college football athletic trainer, an ESPN journalist covering the WNBA, NASCAR, tennis, the NFL, and college football. She also worked closely with NFL player development directors, giving her passion for helping, find, helping athletes find their identity outside of their respective sports. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. All right, uh, kick us off. I have one first question for you. How important do you think it is that an athlete experiences college before going pro?
2: All right, well, (laughs) there's there's a lot of things I could talk to on this, but first and foremost, I think that the educational route allows students as well as student athletes, right? To learn necessary skills to face life Um, We all have to adjust, we have to adapt, we have to collaborate. um, And you guys will learn that you always have to reinvent yourselves. Uh, I believe these are the skills that the educational system needs to instill in our youth um, and make mandatory for student athletes to fulfill. So I'm not exactly keen on the one and done rules, Um, especially now, like the student athletes are having the ability to capitalize on their likeness. This is amazing. Um, so to have the athletic, I guess, college experience and to learn, to utilize the resources, learn how to capitalize in that in every way, I believe is a much greater, greater positive than a negative.
3: Um, going off of that, you mentioned that uh, briefly that you think that the one and done deal is not really, um, you know, too good. Uh, so do you think that like there should be an age limit of when um, student athletes like should be able to turn pro so that it encourages them to go to college before they try a professional career? I, th- I think it's
2: tricky. That's a, it's obviously a very ongoing question and a very tricky question. So some answer that, you know, the most quality years of these student athletes' lives are given to the colleges, therefore they should capitalize it in GoPro when their ability is to, or their opportunity presents itself. Um, I personally believe the league is too young. Um, If you look back in your Michael Jordan days, he went four years in college, Um, but then you have a success of LeBron who didn't go to college. So you have to take it as an individual case by case. I don't think there's a really general answer to that, Um, but I do believe that the college experience, if you get the education can only benefit you when you get into the pros and you learn how to adjust yourself as a professional athlete, you get the, obviously the income, um, so that the kids that are trying to break those cycles, um, break the cycle and don't return back. Um, you, you want to kind of start, I, I guess you want to be greater than where you started. You don't want to go back where you started if maybe even further down. So that's kind of my, my, my take on it. But I think that you should go to college because it is a beautiful experience, and you should get everything out of it you possibly can.
4: Um, sort of going along with that, um, I think a lot of times athletes sort of view uh, academics as like a backup plan. Um, you know, if if things go wrong, this is what they do, um, and they kind of treat it that way. Um, can can you talk a little bit about like the importance of academics outside of just being a backup plan?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the system is somewhat in inst- I think the system kind of navigates their thoughts that way um, because there's a lot of pressure on student athletes to fulfill their, I guess, their expectations, their athletic expectations. Um, so <laughs> I guess to, to answer that is kind of is, again, it's, it's tricky. Um, uh, maybe reword the question and I could probably give you a more specific answer.
4: What what is the importance of of pursuing academics, um, just not like as a backup plan, um, and and what is the importance of athletes getting a well rounded um, education, even even if they don't plan on um, going into that field, even if they plan on pursuing uh, professional athletics?
2: It's not. I don't. I don't think that the system puts it as a backup plan, they don't, it's not really, they don't even look at it as a backup plan. In my in my experience, I don't believe majority of student life, in, in my experience of college football, which I hate to to uh, generalize it, but I have to go off my experience. Um, Education for the majority of the roster wasn't a backup plan. Um, they had one plan, one plan only. Um, and I think that's also why they fall so hard in trying to find their identity outside their sport. Um, I do believe that the system, the educational system, should allow a longer timeframe to finish a degree um, is one. I think the system should put something more in play to meet the students as well as student athletes where they're at, um, because people come from a lot of different backgrounds and aren't properly prepared for college student athletes and students, that is is very across the board, um, because it becomes very overwhelming with trying to balance your athletics and your academics, especially if you're not engaged. And most, I found, student athletes are visual learners, and most educational experiences that are offered in the educational system um, fall short of experiences, and more studies and memorization, if that kind of helped. I don't know if I really answered your question.
5: Um, kind of going off of that, like how athletes require some kind of different education and stuff you mentioned, uh, do you think that athletes are, and regular students are treated differently, or do you think the difference is fair? Um, I guess, okay,
2: my, my thoughts on that, again, it's, it's hard to generalize because the reality, every student athlete, every student and experience is different. Um, each student is learning to deal with pressures, uh, expectations, you know, you could have a student trying to be a doctor, you can have a student trying to fall in his father's teaching footprints, or you have the student that's trying to go pro. So. Everybody's kind of dealing with the pressures and expectations. Um, they're learning how to manage and balance their their time, their priorities. Um, so to answer your question, is it fair? I have yet to see anything in life play out fair. <laughs> um, what I do know is your mind is your greatest weapon, um, whether you're defined as a student athlete or a student. If you're determined to excel, um, there are resources offered all around you. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're a student athlete on a full ride, if you don't take advantage of your resources, uh, you don't put the time into the education, you walk away with nothing. And the same goes for general students.
0: For, like for some athletes, um, like without athletics, they wouldn't have probably been able to get into some of the top ranking universities um in the United States. So do you think like throwing like for using Michigan example, some of like the football athletes, like some like it adds pressure to them having to balance football with the high ranking academic uh standards of Michigan. Do you think the, like throwing them into something like this is more harmful than good? Or is the benefits of uh athletics pay off for that?
2: Um, I think first of all, if I could give you guys some advice, getting thrown into anything is a good thing, no matter how bad you fall on your face, possibly, (laughs) Um, because you do learn and that's what it's about it's 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 trial and error. Again, if I can go back to what I how I answered Isabel's question is that we, we're always constantly learning you're always adapting if you can learn how to adapt. And like the student athletes that aren't prepared to maybe take the academic course, yes, they have help um, with tutors, but so do, does the general body student. The general student body has help. Like there's plenty of tutor sessions, there's plenty of study sessions, um, resources for all students to, to really get. But as far as adaptability and adjusting yourself and, and learning as you go, um, it is a good thing, and I think that's actually a life skill that one of few that they actually can walk away with is their adaptability. Um, and anybody can walk away with that. Any student can walk away with that. Again, if you're determined to excel, the resources are all around you. Not everybody's prepared for college, even those that are getting high test scores, because college is is kind of. I mean, you have to you are thrown in it and you have to kind of go along. You have to be dedicated and adjust as you go. So,
0: as <laughs> could go back to a point you mentioned earlier about just the importance of college, uh, this impacting the future life of any athlete, whether they go pro or not. So we hear like, I wouldn't say a lot of stories, but we hear some stories of like athletes that end up like going bankrupt uh, as they just, uh, like an injury happens or whatever the circumstance may be. And do you think like changing the academic standards uh, for like, if you change like the fulfillments or uh, any like regulation on uh, going professional, do you think that could have an imp- a positive impact on of fixing these stories of athletes going bankrupt?
2: Um, I mean, they get more education again, like I said, with the, now that they're allowed to capitalize on their likeness, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, Nobody should have those rights, but you, Um, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you can capitalize on your likeness and knowing that you can actually go into your classes. I think with a goal in mind of what you're trying to learn, there's a lot of there's marketing classes, there's sales classes, um, so on and so forth, that you could actually navigate your schedule to to benefit, right, to to learn what you need to know to capitalize that on every capitalize on that in every way, um, which you never had before. So I think obviously with with more education becomes a lot less vulnerability, and a lot less ignorance.
5: Yeah, I've heard stories of players going one and done and stuff that first semester they dedicate a little bit um, to like this the academic side of things. And then second semester, when they know they're just gonna go pro and basketball season's over, speaking for basketball, um, they just don't do anything. They just take the easiest classes and like going back to what AJ asked, I feel like they're just throwing away their opportunities to learn how to manage their money and stuff like that. Like and that's, I feel like a lot of times causes a lot of players are to go like, to not have like a, how can I say it? Like to be not very smart with their money and stuff. And I feel like they're kind of like throwing away your opportunities to learn, to deal with that, those things. Is that a question?
2: Is that going off a of question? Or just to stay, I'm just adding a point. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I was just making sure if I missed the question in that, but I
3: totally agree with everything you said. <laughs> um, so I have, a, I have a question. Um, in your experience as a trainer from Minnesota and USC's football programs, um, did you find a difference between like the players that were looking to play professionally and those who like focus on both athletics? and academics rather than those who like disregarded academics and with the solo hope of going pro? Didn't
2: uh, yeah, so I, I guess I can give you examples of each university because they're completely okay. different um, focus. <laughs> but they were great programs. And when I was at the University of Minnesota, it was when, um, I don't even know, you guys might be too young, but Lawrence Mary Marion Barber, do you remember running backs? We got one, we got one head nod, okay. They were phenomenal and they both went pro and they were they were, they were so good. But anyways, I guarantee neither one of them. Um, I mean, they were like thousand rushing yards a uh, season. They were f- phenomenal. Neither one of them had, I don't even know if they went to class actually. And I feel really bad cause I just named, I just called them out. So, and this is being recorded and I don't normally do that. Um, so we'll just kind of at least keep that between us. Um, but anyways, so neither one of them, I don't think, went to class. Um, but then if I went to USC and I was at USC oh, just in the summer's time, so you can kind of get an idea because I did a lot of internships, which I recommend you guys do. Um, so I did my summers out at USC. That was when Reggie Bush, from between Reggie Bush and Mark Sanchez's years. All right. Do you guys familiar with that? At least? Okay. We got a couple. Nope. All right. It's okay. The Those are that's a national championship. We were just trying to win the The
5: conference, who is not familiar. Oh, the Brazilian,
2: (laughs) you're automatically uh, disregarded in this, but um, but anyways, the University of Minnesota, we were just trying to win the conference and get to a decent bowl game, right? That that was kind of our aspirations with a phenomenal football team, mind, mind you, but it was like mediocre goals. Then you have USC that are like national championships, so everybody from first string to fourth string at USC were five-star recruits. And I would say, again, you can't generalize. And this is, I have a problem with these kinds of conversations because you generalize all these student athletes into one big gulp in a conversation. Um, It's individualized. It's, it's, whether you're playing tennis or you're playing football, whether you're playing soccer or you're playing basketball or you're studying chemistry and you're trying to be a doctor, like it's all, it's all individualized and to, to go ahead and what are you laughing at? Are you laughing at me?
5: Just hit really hard when you said chemistry and trying to oh. be a doctor. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, but it's, so it's just, it's individualized. So I would say at USC, I, I would cut, I would cut it actually the roster in half of those that actually were extremely focused on their academics as well as their football um, going pro, right? So we had guys that were, that were in medical, that were trying to go medical field and what actually pushed them into medical field were their injuries because they became so knowledgeable of the body that, so again, your experiences kind of are a slight, I guess, introduction to your roadmap. Um, I went to school for medicine and I somehow ended up being player development, but that's because my experience is because I was rehabbing these players more mentally than physically. Um, and it's really sad to see that. And, and you see, you can see when I say about the mind is your, is your, is your greatest weapon. It's so true. It's how your body heals. It's, it's how you can get through. Like it's it's bad to point fingers, like oh, you the student athletes have it so easy, they they got full rides, they don't have to pay for college. But guess what? The qualities of your years, if you're not a student athlete, aren't taken from you. You don't have to worry about backaches or tremors or not being able to walk when you're 25. So there's there's so much that goes hand in hand that I think when conversations like this come up, I think it's very important to one, not generalize, um, to kind of seek out others' experiences. I think you become a little bit more open-minded, a little more accepting um, of the situation and collaborate. Your resources, their resources can be very powerful for all of you. Um, And that's where unity comes in, right? Not to be too, too, Uh, (laughs) on the soapbox, but I think it's, it's important to collaborate and have more unity than pointing fingers of things aren't fair, because at the end of the day, we all kind of have our own experience. So I don't know if I really, I kind of went off on the tangent there.
5: Oh, that was perfect, Stacey. Thank you so much for (laughs) (laughs) talking to us today. Um, we really appreciate it. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you.
0: So with us today, we have Franz Wagner, who is in his sophomore year and has started for the University of Michigan's men basketball team since coming up as a freshman. Born and raised in Berlin, Germany, Franz then transitioned to the US to play collegiate basketball. In the 2019 through 20 season, he led the team in steals and was voted to the big 10 all Freshman team. Um, Franz also played professionally in Germany for a year before moving overseas and is here to talk about managing his academic career with his uh, athletic career.
4: Um, Franz, thanks for coming on again. Um, how would you say that your academic career has been impacted by your participation in athletics at the university level?
6: Um, I think it kind of helps keeping the day structured and making sure that you get something done every single day. Um, just because you have school in the in the morning and then obviously in the afternoon we practice. But it helps a lot with discipline, um, making sure that you do everything when you're, when you're supposed to do it. And um, also with time management, I think that's a huge thing. Uh, that's very important, um, even when you go um, in the working world after college. So... Uh, I think discipline and time management, I think those skills are something that you learn pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, thank, thank you, Franz. Um, also, uh, how have your intentions of playing professionally impacted your commitment to academics?
6: Um, I mean, yeah, it's always, I mean, I grew up kind of thinking that I'd be playing professional basketball at some point so like the decision to come over here and play in college was mainly driven by um I mean that I that I want to do something else than just play basketball all day um to kind of get better as a student and have something else if, if something goes wrong and stuff like that um but yeah I think I think academically, it's very important. I think, like I just said, um, there's a lot of skills that you learn by going to school and interacting with other kids that maybe don't play basketball. I think that was very important for me um, coming to college.
0: Yeah, so kind of going off of that, um, like, uh, first off, like, what are, what are you studying here at Michigan?
6: Um, I'm currently undecided, but I'm going to uh, apply soon uh for organizational studies um as my major um just because i think um because i'm interested in a lot of things i think that's a good way to kind of combine a few things um i didn't want to go into business school because i think it's a little bit too much work for me right now um but uh, with that way uh with the org studies i can kind of take the business route too and take some courses there so um yeah
0: And, like, what kind of ideas do you have, like, for after professional basketball, like, after playing?
6: Um, To be honest, I don't really know. Um, I think that's kind of going to have to come in the next couple years that I kind of get an idea for what I want to do after playing sports. Um, But I think that's why college is so good. You have so many options um, to kind of figure out what you want to do. And I'm sure in the next couple of years, I'll I get a better idea what I want to do when I'm, I don't know, 35 or, or whatever.
4: Um, you briefly mentioned that uh, you weren't looking to do business because of how busy were you you were. Um, have there been any other specific classes, majors, or subject areas that you were interested in, but um, either Brit's Hold you couldn't pursue or have chosen not to pursue because you're an athlete?
6: Um, No, not really. I mean, it just... One thing that I learned pretty quickly is in college is, at least for me, it was the first time where you can really make your own decisions. So, like, you decide as a student athlete how much work you want to put in. Um, depending on what your goals are in life, um, I think um, walk-ons, like walk on on our team, um, they have a different goal than, than me, for example. So um, I think it's on student athletes to kind of know how to balance it. Um, I don't think there are too many majors. Obviously, you can't, you can't go pre-med when you want to be a basketball player. It's just too much work. But um, I think being business school is, is a possibility, but you got you to make sure that you still get done both. Um, at the same time, kind of have to figure out if you can balance both. Um, but it's different for everyone. I knew for me, um, with the focus that I want to put on sports, that wasn't gonna be that i w- I wasn't gonna be able to do that, but um, might be different for for some bit, somebody else
0: yeah um going off of kind of like the workload for uh like some of your classes like I know for athletes uh you have like special access to like a bunch of tutors and academic advisors so question for you is just uh how have you utilized some of those services and like how have they helped
6: oh it helps a lot. I haven't utilized it in this year, just because it's a little weird on Zoom, I think. I don't think I I, I would get a lot out of it. But last year, I took like econ um, and a couple other math classes and I had tutors for that. Um, And it just helps. We always have like one or two hours every day that the coaches make sure that we can do our homework and stuff before practice. And um, yeah, that's that's the time when you sit down with, with a tutor and kind of go over things in class. I think for me, at least it helped me a lot with the kind of with the math stuff, um, getting understanding also because it's a different language for me. So um, I think that helped a lot for me. But um, yeah, I think I think it's on the I think the department does a great job of kind of making sure that we have enough time um, to get our schoolwork done. Um, And they emphasize that, too, that we're a student first and then and then we can uh, play basketball.
1: All right, thank you for that. Um, so coming from Germany, uh, what's changed the most from Germany to America? The style of playing basketball or like the academia and like the academic structure of classes and the work?
6: Um, I'd say basketball changed a little bit more. Um, it's obviously a lot a lot of different styles. Um, the styles of players is a lot different over here. I think a lot quicker. A lot better in one on one, but school changed too a little bit. Obviously, the language is a huge part, so that took me a, a little bit. I think like a couple of weeks to like figure out what they're talking about in class. But um, um, I think I I think I did a good job with kind of figuring stuff out and just getting used to everything. I think the biggest thing, like I said before, is managing your time. Um, I've learned that when I start an assignment earlier. Um, chances are I get a better grade than if I wait until, like, the last couple of minutes um, to start on it because um, I don't have as much time as other students have. So, um, for me, at least, I worked uh, very well starting earlier.
4: Um, what were some factors that led you to choose um, to attend Michigan as opposed to turning professional in, uh, in Europe? That was an option. You had what you
6: said again? What did you say to start? Um, what were some
4: factors that led you to choose uh, coming to Michigan as opposed to turning professional?
6: Um, yeah, I touched on it earlier. Um, it was for me important, but especially for my mom too, um, that I do something else uh, next to playing sports all the time and playing basketball. Um, obviously, the way I played over in Germany, I kind of figured out that I can play this for the next couple of years. So, like, it was important for her, for my mom. To, to make sure that I go to school for a couple more years if I have the opportunity and get to know a lot of different people, make relationships with uh, different people from different backgrounds and stuff like that. I think that the value that's in that is way bigger than um, the money I would have received uh, overseas, for example. Um, I think that's why I'm uh, really happy now that I made the decision. And as
0: like a final question uh, for signing off, Um, you mentioned kind of like you're in a unique position coming from Germany with the language barrier coming here. Um, So like what kinds of things have helped you overcome that challenge? Um,
6: I think I did a better job than my brother with it, but I was really just not being too shy in class and like speaking up and like engaging with everybody. I think that's the fastest way that you really learn in language. If you just sit back and kind of let everybody else speak. I think it's hard to, um, to really learn and, and know and understand what they're talking about. So um, I think that was important for me that I just um, be confident in what I know of the English language and try to use it. And I think now I can speak pretty good English. So, um, yeah.
4: I think that's all we have for you today, um, unless anyone wants to jump in with a question real quick. Um, thanks so much for, for coming on.
6: No problem, man. You did a great job. Good job. Yeah, good luck for the rest of the
1: season. Yeah, thank no you. Thank you so much. Have Bye. a good one. Sir, you have a good Bye. one.
0: Yeah, Thank you.
4: All right. With us today, we have Hallie Thome, a former Michigan women's basketball player. In her first year, Hallie was voted the Big Ten All-Freshman team, as well as an honorable mention for the All-Big Ten team. Um, in her sophomore season, she helped lead the team to a WNIT championship. Hallie was a three-time Big Ten first team, two-time WBCA All-Region, and three-time Academic All-Big Ten. Hallie's now second in rebounds, scoring rebounds and blocks in Michigan history. Hallie graduated in 2019 with a degree in communications and minored in sales and marketing at the Ross School of Business. After graduating, Hallie began an internship with Nike in Chicago, and she's now working for Gartner. Thank you very much, for Hallie, for joining us. To start us off with the first question,
5: <laughs> yeah Hallie how did you manage to be successful on the court and off the court during your college years
7: yeah thanks you guys for having me um, so when it came to that I think time management was a big thing um, and so being a basketball player Issa knows we have hours that are dedicated to um, being at the academic center and always getting tutors um, and I think really at Michigan I've always said this it's if you're failing it, it's because you're really trying to um, a lot of our academic counselors always know our test scores before we got them But I think um, being a female athlete in general, um, I think this might be biased, but I was like my focus and a lot of uh, the girls I talked with who wanted to play a sport in college, we all knew that you at some point we're going to have to put the ball down and the money wasn't the same uh, when it came to the women's side of sports in the professional league. Um, So I really valued uh, my time in the classroom, knowing that I was at Michigan for more than just playing basketball, but to get my degree. Um, so I was able to really prioritize my um, academics and then networking as well was big.
5: Yeah, um, that kind of like answers a little bit of our next question, uh, because I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> the question is basically like, have you felt that you had to put greater emphasis on your academics because of fewer professional opportunities?
7: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, to uh, on the professional basketball
7: career? Yeah, 100%. And for a while I wanted to do, um, go professional and do all of that. I mean, I feel at the <laughs> end of the day, but being a woman in sports, um, it doesn't last as long, and uh, you don't have kind of, you don't build that kind of money while you're playing to be able to live off of. Um, so I knew academics, no matter what, was going to have to be a strong suit, and that was also a big yeah, um, part of my decision when choosing Michigan.
5: How hard was it, though, like, to put the ball down and, like, focus on your career, on your career outside <laughs> of basketball?
7: Yeah, thankfully for me, it was kind of my own choice. Um, I had the ability to go professional, um, but I just didn't have the passion for it. So I was actually excited to start a new chapter. Um, and definitely having something like working with Nike and Jordan it made it exciting to leave. And I was still kind of in that sports realm, which I really enjoyed. Um, but it was hard to leave the team aspect. I think that's the thing that Michigan excels at compared to a lot of other girls I've talked with. It's just how close the team is. Yeah, um
5: visiting colleges i i could notice like the difference like vibes and atmosphere with the teams and michigan was very different when i committed i feel like that was the biggest aspect of me committing there was the team yeah
7: i I agree too yeah i agree because yeah similarly like when you go to other places like with girls it's a lot about who you're going to be with 24 7. it's like you're not going to want to have a team of girls that you you don't get along with so that's a big thing and I think it's so obvious for a lot of girls too when you step on campus of course everyone as once you're a player you're like okay be nice to this girl but like you can just still get the vibes and understand that this is a team that's kind of has the same characteristics as yourself where you're going to blend in easily so then when it comes to playing basketball and the chemistry it comes naturally
5: yeah I think coach Rico does a good job recruiting girls that she knows mm-hmm. they're going to get along pretty well so yes for or sure. um
0: it was interesting how you said, like, you pretty much have to try to fail to fail in Michigan, so how, or did you, like, use any, like, the tutors or academic advisors uh, in your time here?
7: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I would, well, we have to go for, like, two hours every night when you're a freshman. Um, you're mandatory that every day. And then after, like, sophomore year, if you have good enough grades, you don't have to go. So I really didn't have to go after freshman year when it was mandatory. Um, but I always like just having tutors because I'm a person that I get good grades, but I suck at studying. I just am not good when it comes to that. Like the only way I can study is really with no cards. Um, so I was like, OK, I can go home and study for an hour, but that's all I'm going to do. And I'm like, either I have it or I don't. So I'd always use a lot of our um, tutors that we had access to at the AC. Um, yeah, so I definitely use all the resources I could or I'd meet with the professors because I'm a people person. So working with people that are teaching it, that's always what helped me best.
5: Same here. <laughs> you know, Hallie, some people say, like,
4: you're the same. Really?
7: Yeah. I, I'll take that shit.
4: Sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> um, You talked a little bit, uh, uh, you talked briefly about this, um, but would you say that um, being in athletics has, has helped open doors to you um, in terms of getting a job um, after, um, in terms of, you um, not like not pursuing professional basketball but um getting a job outside of sports
7: i think it's i have like two stories i'll go into um i think it for sure does i think for me as a person sports helped me become more of an extrovert because before i was very much a quiet reserved person just a tall person in the room um and sports really gave me that confidence um and so two of like how i got the nike and then how i ended up at my current position are both through um, just networking with professors or working with someone at the academic center. So Nike, I was able to, I applied to it when I was a sophomore and you're not supposed to apply to until you're a junior or senior. Um, And the cool opportunity that Nike, I mean, that Michigan does is they'll have people kind of like sponsor your scholarship. And so when we shifted to a Jordan and Nike school, Nike ended up taking over my scholarship as a basketball player. So I kind of had like a little in there and I was like, okay, we're going to try and lever this because I didn't have any experience at the time that's something that i think michigan separates um, a lot of themselves with other schools is we have a whole uh, program that's dedicated to helping you find internships and jobs as an athlete even after you leave the university you can go back to them and work with them i've done like zoom calls with them and everything and like maurice um so that's a great program and so i worked with him in my first year made it to like the finals and they were like you just don't have experience and i was like yeah i kind of got that so i was then able to work with um maurice and we set up internships that I was able to do and then I applied for it again and that's how I ended up getting um, it my senior year, well, after after I graduated. Um, and that was an insane opportunity, it was so much fun. I literally loved that position so much. And then my current one is, it's an interesting story. So I was um, with the Ross, I was at Ross and I was taking one of my sales and marketing classes and the professor was a VP or higher up um, at Gartner and he had, like, started off the class, like, kind of acknowledged, like, athletes. He's had experience with athletes. He's like, I just want you guys to try and be better than the ones before you. Because sometimes athletes don't get the best reps, Stuffy, um, Football players, I'm sorry I am giving a little nudge to them, but it is because to them. Um, and so we went around the room. And so after I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to say I play basketball, whatever, whatever. So we go around the room. And he's like, for whatever reason, there's, like, 60 of us. He's having us all introduce ourselves. I was like, no, come on. Um, and so he gets to me and he's like, you have to say like your name, where you're from, and one fun fact. So I was like, Hallie Foam from Sugar Falls, Ohio, and I have a twin. I like completely decided not to say anything about basketball. And he was like, aren't you on the basketball team? And I was like, yep. And he then he went into like a 20 minute spiel about how you need to be upfront in sales and everything. And I was like, oh God. So like I got on the phone and this professor, his name is Ballet, um, reminded me exactly of my grandpa. He's just like a grumpy grandpa. But you know, once you get to know them, like sweetest people ever. It's like, okay. So I called my mom. I was like, I'm going to win this guy over. So then I would like stay after class um, and talked with him and network with him. And I found out he has a house in Sanibel and he flies in um, every week just to teach this one class. So my grandpa lives in Naples Florida, which is like 20 minutes away. So I call my grandpa every night anyways, and we catch up. So I would always like at that time, unfortunately, like Florida was having a hurricane, but like I kind of used it to my advantage. So I'd be like, Follett, how's the house? Like, how's everything going? And then I started to learn about the kids. Um, and then we started going to breakfast every morning. So from there, he was like, Okay, Holly, once you're done playing basketball, I know you want to go professional, like, let me know. I think you'd be a good fit for this company. And I was like, okay, okay. And then time came before I knew it. And I was like, okay, Fowler, I think I need a job, like help me out. Um and so I think being an athlete, it does have a, it gives you a step up in some areas, but I think it's a lot of what you like, gain from being an athlete um, and how it like took me and built me into the person I am today. So that, I think being an athlete does help, but I think a lot of the people, um, it's just about who you are and how you're able to communicate yourself.
1: Thank you for that. Um, yeah. I guess in the, I guess I- on the opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. um, since, like, you being an athlete, have there, ever been any, have there ever been any, like, specific classes, majors, or any, like, subject areas that, like, you were interested in, but were, like, told or, like, suggested you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't pursue because you were an athlete?
7: Thankfully, I always thought I wanted to go into communications, like, marketing realm, sales, business, and that's all you can all do, um, but I'm a twin. my twin... Wanted at the beginning to be like a nurse or a doctor. So she knew from that start, just knowing like, okay, I want to play division one and I want to do this. She's like, I have to go lower no matter what. So there are definitely people, but then I feel like Michigan does the best. Like we've had people who are now, we had Nicole Mbled, who is like a doctor. So you can make it work. It's definitely, a, it puts a lot more stress on your plate. But I think Michigan, I mean, there has been classes we can't take because of practice hours but I think it, it takes the right person to be able to do it, to be able to balance that um, and sports. It just takes it to a whole nother level. Um, but I, I don't think that there's really a major sense Nicole M. Blatt was able to do it. I think um, they're pretty open to it, but I think they do make you pretty aware in the beginning, not trying to scare you, but being like, this is a lot you're taking on. Um, just try to make sure that you know what you're putting yourself into.
5: Yeah, Um. just gonna put a little then there because I am a BHS major in bio, so I am looking for a med school. yeah uh, I thought I've given up at least fifteen times this semester. Yeah. Oh. I don't <laughs> it's like hard. It. it's hard, but I have to agree, like our advisors and stuff, they they really show you the real thing. Like they show you, hey, mm-hmm. oh, this is not gonna be easy. And mm-hmm. I feel like Sarah, our advisor, she's amazing. And yes. like she, she's literally I text her almost every day and I'm like, you're in mm-hmm. life. <laughs> <laughs> really put everything to you and shows everything and like make yeah. sure you know what you're going to get yourself into so
1: mm-hmm. that was a really
5: good plan Haley. like i feel like we do have that support so we don't struggle as much as
0: yeah for sure uh that's all we have for you so I'd like yeah. thank you for your time and uh, yes have a uh, great success in the thank path to continue down
7: yeah, no problems. If you guys need any other questions, come up, feel free to call me. I'm happy to jump on the phone or jump on another Zoom meeting, whatever's easiest. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Hal.
5: Thank you, thank you
1: very
7: much. Of course. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye Thanks. bye. Bye. Thanks.
5: Today, we had the pleasure to interview Stacey Varijao, Hallie Thome, and Franz Wagner.
1: And then throughout all this, each and every one of us had our own takeaways and something we all learned from this. For me personally, I found it interesting to note how quick Stacey was to make sure we weren't making generalizations about all student-athletes. She really wanted to emphasize how individualized this connection between academics and athletics typically is, and how each student can approach it differently. She gave us a couple examples to illustrate this point, such as how Minnesota players were much more focused on school, while USC players who were more focused on making the NFL didn't quite focus on academics as much.
5: Stacy also mentioned that she does not think anything in life is fair. So there are many things that are not fair for student athletes and regular students. Um, but to both, there are many resources and ways to succeed in college and in life.
0: It was interesting how uh, Franz and Haley or were different in terms of uh, utilizing the resources given by the schools Uh, to help student athletes. As for Franz, he was more into uh, utilizing his tours more and um, just getting as much help as he can. Uh, But for Hallie, she more used it as just a backup plan. Like she said, she didn't necessarily need any additional help, but she said it was very helpful regardless. And uh, just the ways that uh, universities provide for their student athletes to give them all the help they can because they know they have busy schedules, uh, balancing both athletics and a- academics. Uh,
5: one thing that I meant that I think Franz might use more the tutors are because like the second ling- language he mentioned a lot to um, me being from a different country. I totally understand him to make sure everything is right. The wording. And I feel like that's one of the things that influenced Franz to use more. But Franz and Halley also mentioned that the possibility of having a hard major was kind of like out of their radar because it would be really hard to manage doing both.
4: Yeah, um, I mean, this is something that I was kind of interested in uh, going into it. Um, I know we had uh, Scooter Vaughn on earlier in the year. on Zoom Zoom call and he talked about how um, he had limited opportunities because um, of his, his athletic career. Um, and so, um, I think it was interesting how they both uh, mentioned, you know, oh, you can't go pre med as a basketball player. Um, so I think it was it was interesting to hear their perspectives on how their academic career um, was was limited because of their
0: athletics and in, in their opportunities. It's interesting the trade off that uh, athletes have to do if they want to play a sport. They sometimes just need to take sacrifices all the way from uh, pursuing maybe what they want to do. But in yeah. terms of France though, he, uh, he wanted to do what he's doing now. So it's cool seeing that people are able to do both.
4: Yeah. I it was it's- thinking how he sort of dismissed going premed too. He, I, I asked him the question about um, his, his opportunities being limited. And he said it wasn't super limited, but then he said, obviously I can't go pre-med. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a given that like, um, you know, as a big time athlete, he couldn't, he couldn't go into like a challenging field like that.
5: Yeah. Like, I understand his point of view because before I decided going pre-med, I cried a couple of nights and
4: out of stress.
5: So I feel like you know, it's not easy. It's global. Like you can do it. If you really want something, you put effort into it. You can do it. But it requires a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of tears, a lot of nights like studying and stuff. So if you make a choice and put effort into it, you can do it. But it's not an easy choice to make. For
3: sure. I totally agree. Um, and going off of that, if um, we had the chance to interview the same people again, I would have, um, for either Athlete for Friends or Hallie, I would have wanted to ask if they ever found like if the demands of their academics were like negatively impacting their ability to perform academic or athletically. And like going off of that, if I had like, if we were to do another podcast, I would like to, for us to like explore more about how like academics may have cut either cut into the time that student athletes would have liked to spend time practicing, or like how it might've limited their abilities to perform not only by limiting possible practice time, but also like how stress caused by academic, academics might've impacted their athletic
6: performance as well.
4: Yeah, I think um, something else um, I would be interested in exploring in the future Um, Franz and Holly both talked about time management a lot. Um, they said, it's like the, you know, the biggest thing when it comes to, uh, athletics and academics and and how they navigate that, they said they learn about a lot about time management. Um, I think in a future podcast, we could ask them a little bit more about their life in the spring and summer, um, and how they manage their time. Then, um, I know a lot of times they have to take extra classes to catch up. Um, and, and, you know, they're working out to try and improve, um, athletically, um, and, and how 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 their their dedication, uh, their time commitments in the summer, could influence their academic career and and future job opportunities because um, you can't really take internships while you know they're they're working out every day and, and trying to pursue an athletic career too. Um, so I think that's another um, interesting question that we could have pursued a little bit more um, how how their spring summers looked. Yeah,
5: that's awesome. And if I could, if I had another opportunity to ask them questions. Um, I would specifically ask Stacey and Hallie um, more about, like, their life after college and how it is to be a female in the work field and uh, in big companies such like ESPN or Gartner. I feel like the, that will be a really good question to ask, like, for me after basketball. Maybe, maybe if I stop basketball, I do pursue med- medical school. Um, that will be, I feel like, a good question for me to ask, like, so I can use the tips for after college.
4: Thanks for tuning in
5: you don't have anywhere to go, go blue. Off the,
3: Off go. the go. dome! Off the dome! <laughs> <laughs>